0: Welcome back to the Hot Heel Girl podcast. Um, this podcast is a little bit different than most of our others because M's Wi Fi cut out and we only had enough time to record today. So this is going to be a solo pod with me Courtney, your co-host. Um <laughs> yeah, one of your co-hosts. I kind of just started to riff here because I've had a lot of people ask me about my story and I know that we talked about it and I think it was like our third podcast we each went over our health journeys. But I really felt some type of way about it because I condensed mine for the sake of keeping the podcast, you know, short, sweet to the point. And since it's a mini-sode, I'm probably just going to go off. Like, this is not going to be very long. Don't worry about it. But yeah, this is my full health journey. And it's a doozy. So buckle up. And the reason I felt like I needed to dig into it a little more is because I know a couple of people that will already know my story. Um I don't know that I document it the best on <laughs> my Instagram because it's so long start to finish. Right for me it started as a child. I was diagnosed with autoimmune hepatitis, which is really just autoimmune liver disease, right? They just named it that. Um, autoimmune liver disease at the age of seven, so I was super young, and we did the traditional medicine thing. I was on steroids to bring my liver levels down, and things seemed to go well. And then, uh, you know, all good. Got me off the steroids. A couple years later, I think I was about eleven. My liver levels went up again, and when I say liver liver levels are up, um, from like a standard view, usually you want to see them below 48 or so. Uh, From my functional view, it's a little bit more of a narrow range than that, but my liver levels being elevated at their worst were 1,200 and 2,400 for my AST and ALT. So they were pretty high. They were, you know, struggling as a seven-year-old. You're like, what's going on? Why is this person's liver level spiking? It's not like I drank. It's not like I had really even all that much time to abuse any over-the-counter meds. So like I said, when I was 11, I came back, all the same things. And my mom, you know, she's a little bit of a spitfire. If you know, you know, Uh, she decided that screw the traditional medicine way. We tried it your way. It didn't work. So we are going to go functional. We're going to go more holistic. And, you know, since it was, uh, I think around 2008, I want to say, she went down the rabbit hole, but the internet was not as plentiful with resources the way it is now. So it worked. I'm not gonna lie to you. All the things we did, we did a lot of liver support. We did a lot of gut support. I was eating gluten free. Um, I don't remember what else. I kind of mentally blocked this time out in my life, which who can blame me. And it worked. I healed, I wasn't on meds that second time. So I just like to start there because for me, since I was a child when I first got sick, I think that it's just like a sensitive, it's a sensitive subject. And I talk to everyone about the emotional healing being an important aspect of physical healing too. As a seven-year-old, I lived a good life, right? Like I didn't have what one would call like big T trauma at that point at all. But the fun thing to know, and I've talked about it with my parents this with my parents, they were struggling in their marriage at the time and they, you know, were very unhappy. And I think that some of that got projected like not, they didn't project onto me. I think I received some of that because I was such an empathic little kid and I was very, very tied to my parents. Um, so yeah, I really think that played a role. They do too, but that's life. We move on. I was like, I'm healed for my liver disease. It's never coming back. That's great. And you know, most people would probably be like, I'm not going to drink or I'm going to drink only a little bit. And I started that way. And then I got tired of being a kid. Well, not a kid, like a teenager and all my friends were drinking all the time. And I went a little wild. I went to college. I ate what I wanted. I drank what I wanted. You know, classic college experience. You binge drink, you go out on the weekends, uh, you soak it up with greasy food lather, and repeat. That was my life for (laughs) four years. And then to no one's surprise, it shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have been a surprise to me that my senior year of college, I had the worst digestive issues. And I think I also need to bring up that I got out of a very emotionally abusive relationship, my junior year of college. So junior year was a little bit more of a bender for me. Um, not just drinking. I mean, definitely that, but like, Emotionally, I was healing. I was also definitely pushing my body a little bit more physically in the gym because I was trying to be appealing to others, you know, as a lot of us do when we go through breakups. And I was just finding myself a lot because when I was in that relationship, I didn't realize that it was emotionally abusive. And then when you go through a breakup and all of your friends, including his friends, tell you, i'm so glad that you guys aren't together anymore you know something clicks (laughs) it was a time for me like i said self-discovery a lot of self-love i really dove into personal development at this time it was the first i had really ever read anything i think my favorite my probably the first book i read was you are a badass by jen sincero and it's still one of my favorites to this day um Because I was figuring out how to love myself again, because I realized that staying in that relationship wasn't love. I realized that, um, you know, hearing someone say such mean things to you, maybe not every day, but like very, very often was not self-love. And I had to realize and rewire that those things that I heard all the time weren't about me and they weren't true. Right? Like when someone... I don't even want to get I I just don't like to get into the details because unearthing them, these old wounds, they're healed. I just don't always think that I need to say the exact specific details. Oh, screw it. I'm just gonna do it. Okay, like there were times when, he, you know, called me a C-word in front of our friends, like things like that. Always called me spoiled. I know a lot of my money beliefs that I'm working to rewire based on him, which I think is so interesting. Um, You know, spoiled. I never did anything for myself. I never earned anything for myself. And then even when I didn't earn things for myself, it was never enough. So nothing I ever did was enough. So this was a point in time for me to just find some like I like enoughness in myself, like knowing that I was enough no matter what I did. I didn't need validation from the other sex. I didn't need validation from the outside world. And I think that it's funny because this is like when we broke up, it was like eight years ago at this point. And some of these wounds are things I'm still healing, like enoughness within myself, because we dated one from 16 to 20, right? It was definitely a point in time when you are working on your self-confidence as a person (laughs) when you're going through hormonal shifts. So I got off on that tangent, but that played a huge role in me getting sick with gut issues because I held on to a lot of those feelings. And this is why I tell people everyone has to do some sort of emotional healing modality. Why? I talked about our breakup and our relationship till I was blue in the face. Every single friend knew every single detail. And I, I talked about it so much and talking is not enough, right? Talking doesn't get into your subconscious mind and rewire those thoughts. there. talking helps your conscious a lot. But the subconscious literally rolls like 95 percent of our brain so that's why i think that emotional healing is so incredibly important it took me until i started doing a lot of emotional healing to actually heal from anything like i've gotten reiki sessions where they said like big black clouds came over them and they were like what the heck was going on it was that was a person and i asked if it was him and they were like oh yeah like he's still very much in your subconscious and i was like yeah because it was wired into me and that's okay Um, I allowed that to happen for a period of time. So I have to allow the healing or I had to allow the healing. We are years where I truly, truly have gotten past it. But gut issues, end of my senior year. I. It's so funny because I still was like, I'm not going to deal with these till I graduate. I want to live my life. It's senior year. I still want to drink. I still want to go out. And then I, that came to a screaming halt because when I say gut issues, I mean, I had to go to the bathroom. Like I would walk to a class and I'd have to dip into a different, you know, room or building or something to go to the bathroom because I could not hold it anymore. Like, Your girl was struggling and it was candida. It was yeast. It was parasites. It was SIBO. It was all of the things. There was so much. And when we get into my physical healing, I did so many things. The amount of candida cleanses I've done, I think it's actually been like 10 different types lots of box protocols. I've done individual ones for myself. Candida is not your answer. And I'm sorry if you're here and you think that Candida is a root cause, but I'm here to tell you it's not. There is something else contributing to the Candida. Maybe it's emotional. Maybe it's because Candida and mold go hand in hand. I don't know. But I dealt with these really, really bad gut issues for years, like for a couple of years because I did all the things I changed my diet pretty much instantly after graduating gluten-free dairy-free pretty strict candida diet I did all the herbals all the antimicrobials all the anti-candida boxes right candidex like all that stuff it's just so funny that I, I look back on it I'm like I did so much went to a practitioner my mom knew um she put me on a parasite cleanse helped momentarily then didn't really much it was all the classic like black walnut wormwood yeah um, so, you, and then it's funny cause you probably just heard Christina's podcast and Christina <laughs> had told me for a while, I used to get Reiki or Ahi Ahi sessions from her. And she would always tell me that there was emotional healing, that also my job was contributing to my gut issues that it wasn't just physical. She's like, you've done all the physical things. Like there's a lot more emotional stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't have trauma. What are you talking about? I've worked through everything. Like, yeah, I had an emotionally abusive ex-boyfriend, but like I've worked through all the stuff with that. And this was like a year or two after, which is so funny that I thought it was fine. Like I was fine. So here we're saying work on your emotions, but then moved from moldy house to moldy house, which was only making my candida worse came out in a skin rash. If you've seen my Instagram, you know, and then I healed from mold. Fortunately, during the lockdowns, that was very, very good for me because the skin issues were getting to the point where I could barely put clothes on without it, like re ripping open those wounds. And I know that sounds really, really disgusting, but that was my reality. Um, yeah. So it was nice for me to be able to work from home and to be able to not have to like put on long sleeves and pants during the winter because it was opening my wounds. So healed from mold, moved out, moved in with my now boyfriend who at the time we'd been dating for like two weeks, but we'd been best friends for like four years. So I just kind of allowed it. I don't know. I needed somewhere to live in his roommate. Had just moved out. <laughs> So thanks skin rash for, you know, bringing us together really easily um healed from mold mostly and then I kept having such intense brain fog and I didn't understand why because brain fog and fatigue were like some of my main mold symptoms and I went down the rabbit hole again I was like it's got to be something deeper and something in me I I always say I manifested my chronic illness because I always wanted something that people would believe me with that I was sick that I wasn't doing well because when I had those gut issues no one believed me everyone was like you look fine you're fine and so I, I know I manifested that skin rash because it was on my freaking body. So everyone could see it. And yeah, I also manifested Lyme because I wanted it to be like a big diagnosis that people could understand. When you say Lyme, people get that it's a serious deal. But anywho, found out I had Lyme. How? How you may ask. If you've been listening to all of our podcasts, you know that it was actually via muscle testing. I found Cellcor. And I found their comprehensive protocol and I was like, I am just going to try it. I'm going to dive in and maybe this is what I do with my clients. So I dove in, I started it. And then I went to a cell core muscle testing conference and Dr. Nick shout out, um, muscle tested me for Lyme and so aggressively that I couldn't get near the vials. Like it was a lot of Lyme, mostly in my brain, which isn't surprising when you find out that I had Lyme since I was seven years old, If you've been following this story, you know, that seven is when I was diagnosed with autoimmune liver. I don't think that's any coincidence at all, but you draw your own conclusions. And the reason we know that it happened when I was seven years old, again, some people know the story, some people won't. Uh, When my parents were moving out of my childhood home, my mom kept all the records from when I was sick because you know, that's what moms do. And I was tested via blood for Lyme and the papers were like stuck together and I tested positive. It was when I was seven, it was literally when they were first trying to diagnose things with me. So the proof is in the pudding muscle testing works in case you were wondering. So I found out I had Lyme, did the comprehensive and did a little bit of deeper work on my own. And this whole entire time, pretty much since I was like 23, well, one, I've been sober, but I've also been, um, doing emotional work. Maybe not every month. I got a lot of Reiki sessions. I got a lot of MBSR sessions. I got a lot of other energy healing sessions. I did all of the emotional stuff just because I was willing to try anything personally. You could have told me I would have eaten two foods for the rest of my life and that would have healed my gut issues and I would have done it. I would have done anything at that point. It was miserable and it was awful. Um, And then I started to come out of the woods and I started to heal. And it was really phenomenal. I made it through the comprehensive. Again, there was some like tailored stuff to me and I had never felt better. And this was 2021 like October November like I was doing so well and then if you know you know December 2021 into January 2022 is when I like really went down I got the co um for the first time and there was nothing wrong with that like I got a fever we got body aches my boyfriend got it too and um we were fine <laughs> and then I tried to push a little bit too early and I had intense Lyme flares like brain fog, fatigue. I was having liver and gallbladder attacks so aggressively. Like I couldn't digest food. Everything was coming out via bile and I wasn't throwing it up. Like I was shitting out bile and I know what bile looks like. Uh, so it was not a fun time. I was bedridden pretty much for all of January of 2022 which I dropped like 40 pounds and I'm not someone who really needed to drop 40 pounds. I was skin and bones because I couldn't really eat for like six weeks. I was having at most broth rice and like one turkey wrap a day. Like I just could not stomach food because it was just coming out of me and I wasn't really able to sleep. It was not a good time. So (laughs) I'm really grateful that I quit my full-time job in finance to take my business full-time because otherwise I don't know what I would have done because I was bedridden and I could not work. I don't know. I would have had to go to a doctor and that was not happening. So yeah, a lime flare, a lime flare when you least expected it, that knocked me on my ass. And I only say this because I want people to know the reality that I was like healed. I was doing so well. Yes. I was very, very stressed out because like I said, I was taking my business full time. So I was the only person responsible for my income. So yeah, of course I was a little bit more stressed. Of course I was grinding a little bit more. I was hustling a little bit more. I got a couple more certifications. I was working on the side in fitness because I thought that would be a nice side thing to do while I took my business full time. I ended up having to quit all the fitness jobs because obviously I was bedridden for six weeks. I could not coach a fitness class. Um, and then, you know, I just came out of it slowly. And if you know now I'm fine. So you don't have to worry about any of that. Like I am totally fine. I am probably the strongest, healthiest I've ever been in my life. Um, it is, wild to think that literally a year ago. Cause I remember last Valentine's day, it was my boyfriend took on a new job before I got sick and it was like a future dated one. So we knew he was going to be able to take it on in February. And <laughs> so he had to go like back to school, pretty much super intense, long days and that was when I was like finally starting to come out of the woods. Like I could stand up for 20 seconds and make myself a smoothie and then go back and sit down again. And I didn't have to rely on him as much. So I remember Valentine's day making a heart-shaped simple Mills pizza and then immediately having to sit down because I got lightheaded because I was literally skin and bones. I could barely walk. <laughs> um, Sorry, I got a little bit emotional there, but the whole point of this is that like the health journey is not linear. Like you think you find out one thing and you find out another and you find out another. And then the other point of this is to be like, don't neglect your emotional health. I don't care if you don't think you have trauma. Everyone does. Maybe it's little t trauma. Maybe it's just not letting yourself do things, not letting yourself fulfill your dreams, not feeling like you were hurt as a kid. Like, Uh, this is not to be pessimistic at all, but everyone has trauma. And if you have some sort of chronic illness, like illness, there is an emotional component to it. I did not think it was for me. I don't know why. I feel so like I was so naive looking back, like you're joking. You literally get out of an emotionally abusive relationship and then you start having gut issues. Not that long after like, come on court, let's be real. Let's, let's talk about it. But I just wanted to dive into this because I have so many people that like will be in my ear or in my DMs and they'll be like, I am going through X, Y, Z. Do you think I can heal? And I am not exaggerating. If I can heal, you can heal. I've been through the ringer and a lot of people have been through the ringer, but like I was bedridden for January the whole month. The month was a wash. I missed two bachelorette parties that I had already paid for and a wedding. Like life stopped for me. Before that, I had a full body rash. And the only reason I didn't have to miss out on anything was because of the lockdowns. The gut issues, the brain fog, the fatigue, like whatever you're dealing with, even if it seems like other people don't deal with that exact thing, you are not alone. There are so many people out there dealing with so many different issues. You're not alone. There's an issue. There's a, not an issue. There is an answer for you. Everything is figure outable. And the only reason I was able to heal is because every single time I pulled a thread and it seemed like it was a dead end, I would go and pull another thread. I would listen to my intuition. I would listen to my gut. I would listen to podcasts and keep going. But I didn't listen to everyone out there. You can't listen to everyone. You can't. You have to listen to like a handful of people and yourself in deciding what's best for you. And that's what I did. And I think that's what was best. And I know that's what was best for me, right? Like I, I had a handful of people that I trusted and I would try a lot of stuff that they recommended, but also what I trusted the most was my intuition and my gut. Whether I'm like, okay, this is right for me. And just because something is not the end all be all answer for you doesn't mean it didn't get you one step closer to healing. I need everyone to know that because I did all those cleanses. I did all those things. I did all the functional medicine labs. I spent 10 grand on one practitioner and I'm not going to say her name because a lot of people know it in the health space and that didn't get me any more healed, not even a little bit, but had I not done that, I would have thought that those functional medicine labs and that those protocols worked and I wouldn't have dug any deeper, right? Like it's important that I got where I am today. It's important that I found core and I did all the Lyme stuff. It's important that I flared up again during the co. And I was bedridden because I'm able to further speak to how resilient the body can be. And also, like how honestly, getting co can reactivate Lyme or anything dormant in your body. For me, it reactivated Lyme in a way more than I had ever experienced prior to that. The Lyme symptoms had never put me in bed before for more than like, you know, a day. Six weeks. 40 pounds. So like let this be just whatever it is for you, right? Like allow it to be motivational if you need it to be, allow it to be informational if you need it to be, allow it to be helpful for your emotional, your physical health, but like, you're not alone. You can heal. If I could heal, you could heal, right? There's no rhyme or reason why I could heal, but you couldn't. Nope. Mm -mm. That's not it. I believed that I was always going to heal. I didn't believe that there wasn't an answer for me. Like not even a little bit. I was like, okay, I have IBS. The IBS is a BS diagnosis. I thought that from the get-go. I was like, no, 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 There's answers for IBS. I didn't even a little bit think I would be shitting my pants for the rest of my life. And I'm not now. And I know this is years later, right? Like I was in college, it was 2017, so this is like 5 years later now. You girl, no. Sorry. Don't accept your diagnosis. Don't accept you'll be sick forever. Don't accept it. Like if you, like that's probably the strongest thing you can do, it's just reject a diagnosis. And I'm not saying you keep living your life and you forget it exists, but, and then you look for your answers and then you find your answers and then you continue to heal yourself because we have so much power in merging both the physical and emotional healing. Again, find those physical root causes and work on the emotional. That's all I got to say. That's it. So Thank you for listening to my health journey and for hearing me almost cry a couple of times. Um, if you want to find me, I'm at the T-H-E Rooted in Health. I'm mostly on Instagram. You can find my website. I'm a little bit on TikTok, not really. I'm working on that. And thank you for listening. If you like this, leave a rating review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we have another fun guest coming next week. So I hope you love it. And I hope you love this mini. So tell us what you like, tell us what you want to hear more of, and we appreciate you.